Hey everyone, this is the 108 Stitches podcast. This is our first actual episode. We are back and we're going to be recapping the first half of this episode. First half of the season. First half of the season, yes. Thank yeah, you. There you go. Thank you for covering that up. <laughs> Before we get into things though, I got a question, but then I want to say something too. So, Will, serious question. Listen, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Toy Story 4 tomorrow night. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. Okay, I, I just don't want it spoiled for me. But anyway, nice. I have one comment that you know, actually. Honestly, you know what that sounded like? That sounded like you're about to plug an ad. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could have. I really we could have we could have gotten Toy Story ads on here. That would have been pretty yeah. nice. But anyway, I do have a comment I want to make about this podcast, though. And you and I have talked about it, but I just feel like we should definitely address it over the podcast. And that's, I just want to thank everyone who's listened and, like, really put the word out there about this podcast. Because we were not expecting the response that we got. So it's actually pretty crazy. So thank you to all of you out there listening. Like, it's it's been pretty crazy what you guys have, like. Yeah, there's been a real outpour of, like, all of our friends Friends that we even talk to a lot, they're just reaching out to us, saying how excited they are for us, and it's just, it's really really cool to see. Because we were talking about it, and we were just like, oh, you know, people are just gonna be like, oh, that's cool, you know, it's whatever it is, what it is. But a lot of people have just been like, hey, this is really cool, good job, guys, like best of luck. I had one person tell me that they didn't know baseball at all, but now they were gonna learn because they were just gonna listen to our podcast, and that that was yeah, like, that's oh, really cool. That meant a lot. Like that was crazy. But thank you to everyone listening, and hopefully you keep listening. That that's the goal. Yeah. That's no, we're goal. we're excited. First real episode. This is this is going to be one of our longer episodes too, just because we're covering so many months instead of a week. Yeah. So there's going to be. It's not going to be as scripted as the uh, as the first one was. I know you guys probably caught on that. It's it was really scripted. So. Yeah. Like, just just to set up the parameters and everything. That's what you got to do sometimes. So, Will, you, you just want to dive right into this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Start All right. Off. So, we're going to kick things off. We're going to go division by division, look at the divisions, look at the teams, make some comments on the teams, just see where everyone's at at this point. So, uh, how about we start in the uh, NL West? NL West, let's see. Let me. I'm pulling up right now. Dodgers, right? Uh, right, okay. So, Dodgers, I mean, 16-30. They're sick. Dodgers. Best team in the NL. I mean, Bellinger's breaking out. Hinge really, best team in the in the in the majors, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, the best record in the majors. How about that? Best record. Yeah, that's that's true. I can't. They're the best team in the NL. I'll fully agree with that. You know, Cody Bellinger's having a massive breakout year. Hyunjin Ryu is having an insane year too. His ERA is like. Yeah, he's sick. He's on my fantasy. He's like, he's sick, man. The Dodgers have so many points. The Dodgers have all the right pieces in place. I just yes. feel like they're still missing something from being like a World Series team. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the thing with the Dodgers. They make it to the to the make to the World Series and they just suck. So I think they just they I feel like they're missing something in that bullpen. They need some bullpen help. And like yeah, they have Jensen, but like they need something else. Yeah, so the, and then the rest of that division, I mean, they're 14 and a half games up on the Rockies in second place. Yeah, so the, Do- the Dodgers have the division on lock, but I think, though, the Rockies and Diamondbacks are both going to make a really good run at the wild card. I mean, Zach Greinke's pitching really well right now for the Diamondbacks, too. He is, he is. And I, between the Do- uh, Diamondbacks and Rockies, I think the Diamondbacks have a better chance than the Rockies. What about, what about the Padres, though? How about that? Because the they're Padres. only a half a game behind the Diamondbacks. 
here's the thing with the Padres. I think if they can go to 500 this year, if they can split 81 and 81, that's like good for them. But I'm telling you right now, give this team a couple years, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I don't think they're a play. Well, just my mic just kind of messed up there. But yeah, I don't think they're a, definitely not a playoff team right now. But I think no. they have the young pieces in place to definitely get that going in like a couple of years, you know. They still have a lot of young pitching coming up. Like they have a kid named Mackenzie Gore. He's a lefty. He's one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. Paddock he's, is sick too. Yeah, Paddock. He's going to be really good. They're trying. Yeah. They're trying to watch out what they do with him though. But yeah, but it's his first year. He's coming off Tommy John surgery a couple seasons ago. I get that. Yeah, it's but, fine. I mean, I wish they didn't send him down when they did because he's on my fantasy team. But it's whatever. <laughs> It's not all about your fantasy team, Will. These people are real. <laughs> but, yeah, no, the Padres. I got money on the line, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Padres, give them a good two, three seasons, and they're going to be at the top of the division. Cause yeah, I literally saw a video right before we, we started to do this. It was Barstool heckling Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. He was like, I bet you my whole contract that will win. Because they, they were obviously playing the Dodgers, and Barstool was in, a, in Dodger Stadium. And they were like, yeah. Like, why did you come to L.A. or something like that? And Machado was like, I bet you my whole contract that we're going to win a World Series before you guys do. So, Oh, yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, I believe it, too. O- offensively, they have the pieces kind of in place. They have the youth there. Like, you have Tatis there who's going to really. Yeah, he's sick. He's, he's electric. Stud. I don't use that word a lot, but. Electric? It, there's like two. Two plays in like two weeks where he scored when he shouldn't have like mm-hmm. not normal you know he's an athlete he's young he's only 20 i want to say he's yeah. he is the real deal i'm really excited to see what he can bring to the uh, table in the future the All right, let's go to the let's go to the central central the nl central now here's the thing with the nl central super competitive it's super competitive and the reason for that being is that no one's taken off yet like the brewers have a great team they just I'm waiting for them to take off and go on like a nine game win streak. I mean, I mean, if you look at their records, like not one team in there has broke 50 wins yet. That That's everyone. The Brewers and Cubs, in my opinion, and the Cardinals are underperforming. But the Cardinals, I want to dig into them a little bit more because I don't know how that team's over 500. But Bro, also the Reds, who are in last place in that division, are only four games out. So I was going to mention this at the end of the show because we're going to at the end of the show we're going to talk about like teams look out for the second half. But like I'm going to say it now, dude, don't sleep on the Reds. I really think that in the second half they have something. They they're have under. Something. They're just under 500 right now, but they're still only four games out. It's literally anyone's anyone's division in the NL Central right now. I I don't think the Pirates have a realistic shot. I just unless Chris Archer figure things out, he figures another another fantasy team pitcher. But keep going. <laughs> if he figures it out, then maybe they have a shot. But the Pirates are a team I really can't get behind. The Cardinals, I don't know how this team's over five hundred, dude. The pitching has underperformed. Uh, their closer Jordan Hicks is done for the year. Yeah, Paul that Smith sucks. Looks completely different. He does not look like the player he was in Arizona, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I don't know how this team is maintaining. Over yeah, I, I, that's, yeah. Because Paul Goldschmidt crazy. is not looking good. He's only hitting like 250-something. He's not looking great. And here, the Cubs, I got something to say about the Cubs, too. This team is really underperforming. And I don't know if you saw the other day. I made a post on it on the uh, only did. 
on the uh, plug to the Instagram account at Oni at the Oni Boys. If you yeah, don't... you post about uh, Theo Epstein. Kimbrell? Uh, Theo Epstein, the uh, president of baseball operations. Then he I saw a based... different post about Kimbrell, how he blew a save. He did blow a save, yeah. But no, Theo Epstein came out and said like, we could sell like if this keeps up, and the Cubs are only like a game, game and a half behind the Brewers, something like that. Yeah, they're they're, they're close. They're a half a game behind the Brewers, right? And now. half a game. And he's saying the Cubs could sell, which like that shouldn't happen. The Cubs have the pieces, but the players that are there, I don't think are performing up to their levels. You know what I'm saying? Like Javi Baez is doing his own thing. That's a different player right there. But he's sick. <laughs> Chris Bryant isn't playing like at his MVP level. Something's not right with the pitching. I mean, Cole Hamels is there and he's doing a really great job. He had a great month of June, I think. So yeah. something there's something not right in that division where no team is just taken off. And I don't know if it's solely due to being competitive and competitive balance or well, I, honestly, or, I think it's I mean, look at their Well, I was going to say look at their home in a way but I, I would rather see their division stand like what they've done in the division so far. But I think just the competitiveness, just the fact that the last place team is only four games out, which is kind of crazy to me. You know, there's, there's no other uh, league or no other division like that right now. So but see, here's the thing with that though. I see where you're coming from, but <laughs> are the Reds and the Brewers the same team? Answer me that. I mean, like, they're, they are two totally different teams. I think the Brewers are a much better team than the Reds. Much so I think it's well put together team. The the Reds, I feel like have good chemistry though. They do, and that's why they're kind of staying there. They have yeah. a power, they have a powerful home run hitting lineup too. That's that's they another do. reason they have a power. League is just in another animal right now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing for him was to get out of LA. Because in LA, like he was in, su- he was playing under such a microscope, and he was yeah, they, they were giving him a lot of stuff for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that that division is going to be a lot of fun to watch down the stretch, especially if each team keeps playing the way they are, for either sure. either overperforming or underperforming. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. For sure. All right, and at least. Uh, all right, no, we're, we'll we'll get to the Mets in a little bit, but let's just start at the top and work down. Yeah. So. I'll be the first to say, and I remember I told you this at the beginning of the year. I didn't think the Braves were going to be as good as they not. are. You did. I did. I kind of said they were going to win around eighty-five games, but like, they're they're doing great right now, man. And you know what's even scarier? This team is so young, and they yeah. still have so many more prospects coming. But vets like Josh Donaldson is really like he's he's having a big bounce back here. He is. The one, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him, too. I like him. The one thing the Braves need to improve on, though, is their bullpen. Because they have Luke Jackson as their closer right now, and he's a rookie, and he's having a good year. But getting a veteran arm in that pen is going to really change the game for the Braves. Yeah, and, you know, shout out Ian Anderson. Year Ian Anderson. Or two. That's true. He'll be up soon. He's going to be the next big thing. He really will be. But uh, the Phillies... They're, they were off to a hot start, but now they're just underperforming. Something's well, just something's missing. They're underperforming, and Bryce Harper's just not doing anything. That's another thing. Definitely, that's like one of the top things I want to bring up in this podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the top three highest paid player in baseball right now wasn't even considered to be an all-star. So, Yeah, he's... It wasn't even in the talks of it. And it's funny, he's in all the commercials that I see on TV, and he's not, not even an all-star, so... 
you know, this is just my belief. And this doesn't go for every player that gets a big contract. But I see it a lot with players that get big contracts. They're just like, oh, I got my money now. I don't have to go as hard. I'm not yeah. saying that's what Harper's doing, but it makes me think that way anyway. Unless I agree. He still has 12 years on this deal. Like, he's got enough time to put up an MVP campaign, especially, oh, for at, sure. especially in that little ballpark of six. And I kind of I want to see him do that, kind of. Like, I, I don't. I have, to, I have to watch the Mets play him 19 times I mean, a year. True. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I only want to see him do that just because, I don't know. I just... I wouldn't mind it, you know? Yeah. I know he's there. He's locked for 13 years. Mm-hmm. I want to see him do something for the city, you know? Um, I like that. Do you think within his contract, the Phillies win a World Series? I don't know. See, I kind of have the f- same feeling that you do. I'm not sure either. But the Phillies, if we're talking about the team right now, the Phillies are just in a weird spot because they have good pieces, but they're just not putting it together. They need a little bit more in the rotation. They need a lot in the bullpen. And there's just something not right about this team. And I'm not sure if they're just not meshing well or what's going on there. But the Phillies are a weird team right now. They yeah, have it, but they're just not putting it together. Nationals. Nationals. The Nationals started off so cold, but now, dude, ever since mid-May, I heard this on MLB Network the other day. Since mid-May, they have the best record in baseball, and I truly believe that. Wow, and I saw Max Scherzer, last 13 starts, has an under-2 ERA. ERA. I saw that today. That He's insane, Max Scherzer. But also, you know who else is doing really well for the Nationals? Rendon. Yeah, he is. He is. I'm glad he's an all-star, too. He's getting over 300. And also, here's the thing. Let's say the Nationals crack the uh, postseason somehow. That rotation, now with Patrick Corbin in it, is scary. Yeah. But here's the thing. The Nationals are going to do the classic Nationals thing, get into the playoffs, and then be out by the division series. Yeah. Uh, Should we just jump to it now? (laughs) Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Yeah. So uh, the Mets. Wow. You want to talk disappointment. Like... Here's the well, thing. There's, right. there's so many Lots. things, so much content here. Ready, ready? Here's the thing. The Mets, the Mets are just drama. Like, let's just get that out there. That's all this team is. But like, it's already been such a Mets year this year. And it's only halfway through. And here, here's the thing. I'm, I obviously have a lot to say about the Mets. You know, I made it clear that I was a Mets fan on the last show. I'm cursed. Like, that. that's all well and good. But... Edwin Diaz. Ed lose Diaz. He he blew another game last night. He's one in six on the year. Like this guy. Listen, I was not expecting. Well, he has like five. a seven year array. It's not seven. Wrong. He's in the fives. Fives. Okay. okay. But obviously, it it would have been very far fetched for him to come from Seattle to New York and expect him to do what he did last year. That's right. That's very far fetched. But at least yeah. not what he's doing right now. It's terrible. And then also the Mets re-signed Yuris Familia this year, and he's been terrible. I mean, I never really liked him to begin with, but he I thought he'd be better in a setup role setting up Diaz, but he has just been terrible. He's got an ERA in the sevens. Yeah, that's horrible. The Mets ballpen. That's what it was. I think it's the Mets ballpen. Seth Lugo. I, I really like Seth Lugo, and he's had his moments of up and down too, but 
the the entire Mets bullpen has just been a monstrosity. You know what? And I'm going to talk about this real quick, just because mm-hmm. it, it pissed me off. I was playing the show the other day. Now oh, here we go. Of course, probably a Mets fan. We're playing in City Field, and he was the home team, so definitely a big Mets fan. And then to, it was a like two to two game or th- three to two game, and he brought in Seth Lugo and Ed Luz Diaz, and he shut me down. I was like, "That's not realistic because that wouldn't have happened in a three-two ball game." Seth Lugo would have shut you down, but Diaz would have given up six runs. But yeah. also, I got one more negative thing about this team before I get into the positives, which are very few and far between. But how does Mickey Callaway still have a job, bro? Th- there's <sighs> been two times so far. Yeah, there's where been I actually thought year. he was going to get fired. There's been two times this year where I've been fully convinced too that he was going to get fired. In especially May, the thought, first time because they were really hyping it up that he was going to get fired. That first yeah, back time. back in May he was on the hot seat, and then the Mets swept the Nationals, and they were like, "Oh, he's fine." And then after the reporter incident in Chicago, after he threatened a reporter, like, I, well, now now he's got two strikes on him. If you want to like, call it that, what but. what does he know that he's not getting fired? Like, what, yeah. He must know where the bodies are buried or something. Like, it's it's mind blowing. This guy doesn't know how to manage a bullpen. That's one of the main reasons why the Mets aren't doing well. He doesn't know how to manage. The, and I, I remember saying this to you too, like a couple of days ago. The Mets have have pieces to be a good oh, team. They absolutely do. They have a great core right there, but just something isn't right. Yeah. And it, uh, j- just so we could talk about it real quick, because we have the. Uh, some players that we wanted to talk about McNeil and Alonzo. Oh, dude, those two and DeGrom are the only reasons to watch the Mets right now. McNeil is sick. Jeff McNeil's leading the majors 348 batting average. Like, he when he came up last year, I really liked him because all he did was hit and play good defense, and he's still doing that. And he's, he's a baseball player that there's not, there's not a lot of anymore. He, he's a blue collar baseball player. Yep. He shows up and does the little things. And even though he's hitting 348, but in our game today, it's like, oh, how many home runs does he have? He's only got seven. Well, oh, seven home runs. But yeah, he must. Oh, he yeah. must not be that good. That's what people think now. Bunch of hits, though. And Pete Alonzo, man, I tell you what, that kid, he is fun to watch. This year, a home run derby pick. I know we're going to get to this later on, but. Well, I have my well, when we talk home run derby, I'll talk Alonzo because I really got thinking about the derby today. We'll, when we get onto that, we'll talk about that more. Yeah. But Pete Alonzo, I t- now real question. I watched him hit a three run home run when he went to the Yankee game two weeks ago. Was Pete Alonzo break Aaron Judge's single season record? <sighs> home run. I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I don't want him to because I'm a big Yankee fan, but. I, at the same time, I do want to see him break it, just because like that'll be really cool for him. He's at 29 right now. The record just, is 52. Yes, 52. Okay. I remember that because that, that was my number for travel. But uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a really big possibility that he can. But he's now basically playing for himself. Yes, and, him, him and McNeil are playing for themselves. They're playing. Right, so for you can make the argument, Aaron Judge. Not only was trying to break the home run record just for himself, but he was like, he needed to perform. 
I mean, you I know? understand where you're coming from because in 2017, the Yankees were in it. I understand that. Right. But at it, the if time, that makes sense, but it, it could also just link to nothing. But I mean, I kind of disagree with that point just because I watch, you know, I obviously watch the Mets every night when I can. And yeah. Alonzo does not seem like the type of player who's only performing for himself. He's always oh, a the benefit he wants to benefit the team or not he always wants to help the team win you get that vibe from him when you see him out there he's always like up in the dugout always cheering everyone on so i don't think he would really go for the personal goal he would always try to want to have the mets win right right um, but also here i just want to before we jump past the mets um i just want to talk a little jacob de because i this guy yo yeah Last we talked night, about this last night, I remember. Yeah, we were on the phone about this last night. We talked a good 20 minutes about Jacob deGrom, and it's unbelievable. This is one of the best pitchers in baseball, but if you look solely at his wins and losses, which, trust me, you shouldn't do, you you won't think this is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, and I, I, I literally, I want all the listeners to, like, legitimately pay attention to what I'm about to say. If Jacob deGrom was on any type of winning team, any type of winning team. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the whoever is in first place right now, any type of winning team, right? He would be seen as one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball. I, I agree with that. I don't want to see him in a Yankee f- uniform, but I, I do agree with right. that. Right. And <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen, to be Better. honest. He he signed he, he signed long term with the he Mets. Could be on the twins or the Astros. Any team that could give him run support. Or any team that has somewhat of a bullpen. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at his numbers, like we were just talking about this last night, he may not be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, just like just in, be- when he gets there someday, if he continues to pitch the way that he's pitching and have the success that he's having, they can't look at his wins and loss record. Well, like even well, last year, what, what was he, 10 and that. 9? Yeah, he was 10 and 9 last year. With a and he won the Cy Young, and he had an, what, what was his ERA last year? Was it under 2? One seven, right. So, a guy who, with a one seven ERA with nine losses. Are you kidding me? If he was on a winning team last year, it wouldn't surprise. Forty, you know. Did you just say forty? You know. Did I mess up? Thirty, you know. I mean, he. I would say at least twenty-five wins. But like, I, I can't sit here and say thirty just because. He what, made like I, I, what was I forget what the stats were. I know what stat, like, I know what stats you're talking about because I definitely we definitely talked about this before because I mm-hmm. I remember I showed you a tweet one time where it was like if the Mets scored this many runs yes that's, the that's record be this about. yeah I, I, we're thinking the same thing right now I want to try and find that tweet and I'll if I find it I'll put it up on the uh, Oni Boys account well, we should get moving on to the uh, American League too but. yeah yeah so. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's move past the Mets. Let's jump into the uh, AL West now. Well, first, the Marlins. Oh, yeah. Well, I, there's not really much to say on the Marlins, though. That's there's it. really not. There's Here's the thing, really though. Not. I will say this about the Marlins. I will say this. They're, they're not going to be you know, in contention for a while. But they're honestly not doing that bad. They're doing better than I think people anticipate. Yeah, I mean, they're not horrible. I, I mean, they're pretty bad, but they're not the worst. But here's the thing with the Marlins, though. It's I think it's them just trying to figure out who are their stars going to be because they don't really have a standout star right now. Yeah. Like, just 
Is it Brian bad. Anderson? Is it Sandy Alcantara? Like, it, it's no one really knows who the next big thing down there is. Do you remember just a couple weeks ago when we talked about how all of the studs that they could have had? Oh my God. I, I, wanted, I want to do a focus episode on that. Yeah, we should. That, that'll be a nice yeah. focus episode. So, so but what could have been Marlins? Because they could have been sick. That would have been a really scary team. We'll save, we'll save that conversation for a focus episode, though. We'll Let's go. not get into that any further. All right. American League. American AL League. West. It's the Astros division, obviously. You know. I mean, the Athletics are six and a half out. If they, if they want to make a push. They're, the 80s, I think, are going to make a wild card run. If they get hot like they did last year, I really think. But Basically they, like a repeat of last year, to be honest. The A's need pitching though especially starting pitching they they, they just got to decide what they're going to do because they got to start planning guys who they can get and here's here's the thing with the a's that i've always really liked to the a's because they have this group of guys that just like you never hear of and they just perform and then they'll bring in like a like they did a big salary team it's not and they do so well and then out of nowhere like a couple of years ago, I remember they brought in John Lester at the second half, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a that's a big deal." Like they can they can pull off big moves if they want, but them just staying low and getting these little guys that just do their own thing, they have a great team. Yeah, they do. They do. Also, let's just jump back to the top quick with the Astros because obviously yeah. they're a powerhouse in themselves. But I feel like, listen, they're still a dominant team in the AL, still a World Series contender, but. I feel like just something's missing with that team. I'm not sure what it is. Well, Altuve is underperforming this year mm-hmm. compared to his standards that he usually does. Mm-hmm. Um, they have injuries right now. They do. Correa has been hurt. Springer well, was hurt for a while. I will say this, though. Michael Brantley is having a big breakout. He's sick. Year. He's having a sick. big breakout. He's carrying all these guys that have been hurt. And that's... Yeah. Yes, which is which is awesome. Also, on the I pit- mean, they're pitching. Their rotation is insane. So Justin Verlander, the older he gets, he just doesn't stop, bro. That he doesn't. That's another thing I want to talk about on a later date. You probably know what I'm getting into there. Just I, I think I do. On the top of my mind, I think I know what you're gonna say. And I'm going to disagree with you, but let's talk about that on another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, know, I know where you're going, though. I know where you're going. Per, just it's personally weird to me that as he gets older, he's throwing harder. That's the only thing. That's the only well, thing. Well, I, I understand where you're going with this. Uh, we'll talk about it on another episode. We will. We will. We, will. we got more okay. to cover. Hey, the Rangers. Yeah. Who, Dude. Who saw this coming? I, you know, here's the thing. When Snipers. I, oh, by the way, listeners. There is a thunderstorm near my house right now, so if you hear thunder, that's why. Just to let you know. But yeah, the Texas Rangers, man. That I don't think they're going to hold up. I I don't see them trying to fight for a playoff spot. But they've been a really nice surprise so far. They've been hot lately. They have, and you know, Hunter Pence, dude. I'm Hunter so happy Pence. he's doing well. I'm so happy. Like he makes his big comeback. He's in, he got picked to the All Star team. He unfortunately won't play because he's on the IL. But, but hey, he was named a starter. Yeah. In the DH role. Who would have thought? <laughs> like, I thought his past, like, the past few years in San Francisco, he's just washed up and done. But he really yeah. made a big comeback. But also, yeah. it's worth noting that uh, Mike Miner and Lance Lynn leading this rotation, they've been really good. 
Lance Lynn, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. You hated Lance Lynn when he was on the Yankees, oh but my now God. He's on the I t- dude, I have Lance Lynn on my fantasy team, and he he racks up a lot of strikeouts for me, and I love it. But no, Mike Miner, he has an ERA of like two five four somewhere around there. I want to say he's been a big surprise. Yeah, honestly though. Uh, want to dive into the Angels a little bit? Let's do it. Um, Angels are oh, in a weird spot right now. Well, first off, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Skaggs. Yeah. Horrible. That's, that's, I don't have words for that right now. That's too recent for me to really dig into. That's, that. Mm. I personally got really, I'm not even an Angels fan. I'm just being as big a baseball fan that I am. It, it really, it really upset me to see that. Yeah, he's a young kid. He had a bright future. He was a good pitcher. It's. And the I don't know if you saw, I didn't want to post it. Um. But just Mike Trout, his interview talking about it, he was he was a complete mess. Yeah, it it's not something to deal with, especially during the middle of a season. Like we saw we saw this happen with the Marlins with Jose Fernandez, but thankfully they were at the end of the season and they weren't like being watched in a fishbowl too much. You know what I'm saying? Well, these yeah. guys have to have another half season with being watched over this. You know? Yeah. Which so sucks. it's not it's not easy for anyone in that clubhouse. Like. Just make that clear. It's not going to be easy for anyone. Yeah. But um. Anyway, let's. Mariners. The Mariners, dude. They, why did the Mariners feel the need to rebuild? Like, here's the they thing. Were, they were doing so good. I feel like the Mariners since 2015, they were always in it till like the last week of September, but they just couldn't get it done. Dude. But now all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, we're just going to sell house. It does not make any sense to me. They started off as like the hottest team in baseball. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we're just going to sell. Now they're in last place. Imagine starting off the hottest team in baseball, and now you're 19 games out of the lead. It, like, it's crazy. Like I was saying, like they've, been well, they've been doing well the past few years, too. So this decision to just start selling does not make sense to me. Thank you for James Paxton. Thank you for Edwin Arcanacion. Love it. I will say though, uh, Daniel Vogelbach, he's been a good breakout star for them. He's something he's cool. I like him. Yeah, he's a good hitter. AL Central. AL Central. Dude, the Twins are legit. They are. They're scary. They broke the Yankees' record for the most home runs before the All Star break. Dude, nine guys on that team have more than ten home runs right now. So like, that's that's crazy. They're and, slept on. Go Twins, Trevor May. Here's the thing: if the Twins get an established bullpen arm at the deadline. That then then they're going to become World Series contenders. I really like what they have going. I'm surprised they didn't try to go after Keiko more. Uh, uh, sorry, Kimbrel, not Keiko. I I remember I told you when like it was getting close for them to sign. I picked Kimbrel to go to the Twins. You did. You did. I I really they need an established bullpen arm, and then that's going to take the Twins so far. Okay, quick question. We have this later because we got a lot of cover. But mm. who do you think could they possibly get? I I think they could land Will Smith from the Giants. He's, oh yeah, I could see that. He's a great closer. He's having a great year. I get it's his first year closing and all, but he's having a great year. He's been untouchable, and he's also in a walk year too. So because yeah. this is his first time sustaining success, and also he's going to be a free agent, the Twins don't have to give a whole lot up. So that's what I would like to see. But yeah. I, I I could see Will Smith being a very good fit from the Giants. Indians. 
Indians, um, this is a team that should not sell. And by that, I mean they need to keep Brad Hand because they're in a wild card spot. Yeah. But I can't anticipate them making a deep postseason run. That's the thing. Unless, yeah, they, and unless, I just, unless they add a bat or two, like an established bat or two in that lineup, I can't see this team making a postseason. They have to really get some pieces. They do. In but order I, to be able to come contenders, you know. But they're still in it. They're in a wild card spot. And also, you know, they've been in the postseason the past few years. They have the guys that have the experience to be able to do this. So I don't think they should just start selling. I, I don't. I think this is – I do think, though, this could be the end of the road for the Indians doing well, though. I agree. I agree. I think this could be their last shot. And, again, we don't expect them to make a deep postseason run, but I think they just need to go all in on it. Yeah. Now, right. White Sox. The White Sox this, is, this is the Padres of the AL. The White Sox in a few years are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Giolito. Giolito, he – Dude, he's finally stepped up because he was a Nationals prospect, and the Nationals used to hype him up a lot. Yeah, right. His stats right now: eleven and two, two seventy-two ERA, and one hundred and fifteen Ks. Are you kidding me? He's finally broken out into his own. Last year, he had an ERA, I believe, in the sixes. Yeah, twenty seventeen, he had that or something. But that's crazy. He's finally broken out. We're like, good for him. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And they have a bunch of prospects coming up too. They're gonna, I dude, I can't wait. I'm in like six or seven years. A White Sox Padres World Series would be so much fun. I really think so. Once like all the youth uh, it's, stuff it's, in their system, it's not impossible. So it would be a lot of fun. But now I, the Tigers, uh, dude. I the Tigers are screwed. There's no other way to put it. Honestly, this, if I'm being completely honest, I don't have. Too much to say about the Tigers, mm-hmm. just because like there's not there's not a lot to say about the Tigers. There's not. I will say this though. I was looking at uh, numbers today. Miguel Cabrera is hitting over 300. He just doesn't have power. Wow. Like I- I'm surprised he's hitting over 300, but he's only got five home runs. Yeah. So like he's fallen off, but that is what Royals. it is. Royals. Okay. I texted you this the other day, Dude. and I'm gonna say it now. What a fall from grace the Royals have had. Look at 2015, they won the World Series. And now a few years later, they're in last place, second worst record in baseball. Like, yeah. how does that's crazy that that just happened like that? They have, they have some nice young guys. Whit Merrifield is sick. Yeah. They, they have a lot of good offensive pieces, but dude, their rotation, when Homer Bailey is in your rotation, it's like, <laughs> You're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, so that's their main issue. They they need a they need a lot of pitching help. Yeah, need a lot. Right. Of the AL East. Boys. It's funny because here's the thing. In my notes for this, I literally put Yankees and I put eye roll after that. <laughs> <laughs> because how does a team that loses all all of its starters to injury just somehow remain good? It blows my mind. It's it's almost. There wasn't even a point where they were like, uh, we're not doing well because all our starters are out. Literally not even a point where that happened. They even skip a beat. And, I mean, that's that's where you give credit where credit is due to the guys that get called up. You take a guy like a Gio Urshela who bounced around a little bit, and now he got a starting job with the Yankees. Ready, ready for these numbers? He's, 
I specifically remember this got called up and literally on the way home to record this podcast, Susan Waldman said, Gio Urshela, when he got called up, nobody believed that he would remain hitting as hot as he was. No one. But to this day, he's batting 309 still. Do I have, I mean, I'm not thinking this right now, but I'm just saying this to play devil's advocate. Do I have to spin your Justin Verlander argument on you about Gio Urshela? I don't think that applies, but you can if you want. I'm not going to, but I'm just, I'm just doing it to get a rise. Well, Gio Urshela is not in his late 30s. True. All right. We got to save that for another topic. We got to save that for another episode because we're, we're diving into that right now, and we shouldn't. We got other things to cover. But let's get back to the Yankees. Um, DJ LeMayhew, I know you're big on him. I know, I know you I'm, like he, He's a machine. He, he's, he's equivalent to what McNeil's doing on the Mets. Very true. Very true. LeMayhew, 337. He's batting 478 with runners in scoring position. Best in the majors by far. Um, 12 home runs, so not a power hitter. But he has 63 RBIs, which makes sense why he's batting 478 with runners in scoring position. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. He's Basically, he's, he's basically doing his- a 50-50 chance that he's going to get an RBI when there's a runner in square position. That's act, that's crazy to me. Like those odds. The, those are sick odds. <laughs> sick odds, bro. But the one thing the Yankees need, though, and you and I have talked a lot about this, is a starting pitcher. They so bad. I'm so sick of watching Chad Green open up games for the Yankees. So, Will, I, I know you and I have talked about this, but I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Madison Bumgarner, Zach Wheeler, who do you want in a trade? See, that, that's a really, really hard question because the only reason why I would want Madison Bumgarner is for the postseason. Everyone knows that. He's just a completely different person in the playoffs. But he's really not doing that well this year starting. Mm-hmm. Well, so do you, keep in mind do you, the Giants are in last place. Right. So do you want a starter that will be good for the playoffs and only the playoffs? Well, I, I, wanna, I would make that. Wait, pause. I would not make that stretch that he's only going to be good in the playoffs. Like, well, like has, you know what I'm saying. He's though. still like, a good pitcher. He's just on a bad team right now. Right. So, so he that, could step it up when he's on the Yankees. Well, it'll be easy to win games on the Yankees. Well, one guy that I'm kind of eyeing though, Marcus Stroman. That there's been a lot of talk of Stroman, but here's the thing with that that I don't see happening in a trade. It's in the division. Yeah. That's. That's the thing. So, like, if the trade does happen, the Yankees are going to give up more than they need because it's an in-division trade. And right. those usually don't happen unless a lot. But there. the thing with Stroman that I love about him, which I think is the reason why he could be really, really good on the Yankees, from New York, Long Island, and he's a competitor and he will compete if he's on a team in contention for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean... That- that's what I like. My thing with Stroman, and I get where you're coming from with like the whole hometown background type thing, but even when he was with the Blue Jays and they made the playoffs, he was okay in the postseason. He wasn't anything yeah. great. He helped the Blue Jays win a couple games, but he wasn't lights out. Oh, one last thing real quick. Mm-hmm. One pitcher that I would love that I know will never happen, Max Scherzer. No, there has been a lot, of, a lot of rumors about that. It's not going to happen. I know it won't happen because the Nationals said it won't happen. Like, 
their higher ups said it's not going to happen. But the and I, I remember talking to you about this. It'd be cool to get Strowman if it happens. It'd cool. It'd be cool to get Bumgarner or Zach Wheeler. But I don't want to trade for Sonny Gray instead of Justin Verlander again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you I, just don't. Know. You just don't know how those trades are going to work out, though. That's the thing. Right, which is true. I don't true. think anyone in, envisioned Verlander going to the Astros and just becoming, having a second act in his career. You know what I'm saying? Right, but you, you get the point of what I'm saying. Yes, I, I, want, I understand what you're saying. You don't want to get it, screwed out of a deal. Right, and we, we got Lance Lynn, and mm-hmm. he was a dud. But look at him now. <laughs> right, but like you know, I don't want just a mediocre pitcher. I want a sick pitcher that I know will be sick, mm-hmm. you know? I understand what you're I, saying. Rays. Rays? Dude, this the Rays are so in it. And I want the Rays to the Rays need to make a move in the bullpen. I Yeah, they do. I, I like the Rays. I think they need the to make the Rays a, in back to back nights have lost in extras because of their bullpen. Mm-hmm. They they need they need a guy that'll come in and stop like ninth inning. That's well that's something is that Alvarado still hurt, right? He got Alvarado, hurt. Alvarado's still pitching. Wasn't he hurt at some point? I think he was, but he's back. Okay. He's back. But yeah, he's I don't know why I thought that. Role. The Rays don't really have a set closer. They have a bullpen yeah. by committee type thing, but I think they need a lockdown guy to come in for the night. They, they need that. They need a lockdown thing. Dude, if the Rays make the postseason... I don't want to face this rotation in a five-game series because you have Snell, you have Morton, you have Glasnow, and then maybe you have the new guy, Brendan McKay, pitch game four. Yeah. I don't – if I'm an opposing team, I don't want to face that. But – It's scary, dude. They've lost two in a row to the Yankees in first place, and now they're eight and a half well, out, which – It's also July. <laughs> right, right. And I'm not saying it's over. By any means, it's not over. I'm not saying – I'm not saying I, – I don't expect them to catch the division, but – I think if they, they'll get a wild card spot, but I, I really think that if they get past the wild card game, they're a team to be reckoned with because they do it all. All right. So, Red Sox. This is a team that I think, I mean, you're probably guilty of this too. Everyone's waiting for this team to go on some kind of run at some point, but they just haven't. They haven't yet. And honestly, it's not going to happen. It won't. And Chris Sale, underperforming. The whole pitching staff's underperforming. They, they don't have anyone in that ballpen. Nate Evaldi's going to come back and be their closer. But I, I don't know how well that's going to go. He's never been a closer before. Yeah. But, I, I know I'm scared of him because he just makes the Yankees look stupid when he play, when he pitches against the Yankees. I mean, Last on, year, he, he made him look so dumb. But On paper, it makes sense to put him in the closer's role because he's a hard thrower. Yeah. It makes sense. But I don't kind of, kind of like wasn't Joe Kelly a starter at some point? Yeah, when he first came up with the Cardinals and he got traded to the Red Sox, started there a little bit, and then he became a reliever there. Exactly. So, but I want to mention this though because I was looking at stats today and this blew my mind. Rafael Devers is fifth in the majors with batting average. I just saw a stat. What is he? Isn't he on like a history right now or something? I'm not sure about that, but he is hitting 331. Yeah, he's sick. Like that lineup. That's a deep lineup that like it's hard to get around but they're pit they just don't have pitching to help them win yeah the blue I, jays blue jays here the, the blue jays i think have a really confusing future because they have guys like Vlad jr bobachette they have all the sons but 
they have studs, but then everything else around them, it's like they have nothing. Not gonna so lie, I, that, think... I remember saying this to you the other week. Mm. Uh, they have Vlad Guerrero Jr., who's obviously the son of Vladimir Guerrero. They have mm. Kevin Biggio, who's obviously Craig Biggio's son, and they have Bo Bichette, who's Dante Bichette's son. It's yes. kind of cool how like they're all on the same team now, and all their dads were like good, great, <laughs> like really good. <laughs> yeah. I just think that their future is kind of confusing. That's my take on it. They have really, they have elite pieces in certain spots, and they have nothing in others. Yeah. Speaking about having nothing, the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> so, hey, I, I got Adley future. It's gonna be a while. I have, <laughs> dude, I have a really good friend of mine who's a big Orioles fan, and this is just, it's rough to watch. 31 games out of first place in the division. Like They are 27 and 61. Here's the thing that I noted. the Some of the pieces that are there right now, do you build around them? Because you got Hanser Albardo who's hitting 316. You have Rento Nunez who's had 19 home runs. You have John Means who's an all-star this year. He's had a 2-5 ERA. Do you, are these guys guys to build around? Or are they just placeholders for now? That's what that's what they need to figure out. Just, I don't. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. But all I know is it's going to be a very long time. Oh, it's gonna. <laughs> this is the new Astros when the Astros were bad. But can, can you imagine? Wait, I'm looking at these stats right now. Mm-hmm. They have played 42 games home this season. They've won 11 of those games. Oh my gosh. So if Wait, you're if you're an Orioles fan, going to watch them in Baltimore is a really solid chance you're going to well, I mean, obviously, but that sucks. I, I that will really say sucks. this though. It's it seems like the fan base has not given up though. They still get decent crowds at the, at the games. I I want I want to go visit that park one day. I really I do. It's one of the most beautiful parks and I'd love to go I'd love to go there. Me too. Yeah. Doesn't even have to be against the Yankees. I really don't care what's against. There's a couple ball. That should be a focus episode. Ballparks that we want to go to. <laughs> yeah, I'll add that one to the list too. But yeah, so we just covered team by team, division by division, and now let's some just of the hot players. Some of the hot players, yeah, that we haven't really touched on. But let's go into it. Let's start off with the obvious ones: Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger. They're sick. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, for there. Bellinger, he hasn't really been not hot. Mm. But especially this year, he's sick. Mm-hmm. But Yelich just hasn't stopped from last year. That's true. Which is just insane. Like, that's more impressive to me. Like, Bellinger is a really good baseball player. Mm-hmm. He's been good since he's come up. Mm-hmm. But... What's impressive to me is that he's remained doing what he was doing since the beginning of the season. He hasn't cooled down. But it's even more impressive that Yelich is one of, if not the best player in baseball right now, yeah. like active stats-wise. Mm. And he hasn't slowed down since last year. See, here's my thing with Bellinger. He drastically improved his game. Because last year he had kind of had a rough uh, season. But what I noticed in watching film of him and stuff is that, yeah, he has, he's always had the power, but he's hitting to all fields now, and that's making him a much better hitter overall. 
31 home runs. That, if you stopped his numbers right here, mm-hmm. you could hand that to somebody and be like, oh, wow, that was a really good season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he had a really good 162-game season. Uh, yeah, right the first half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but ha- another guy that's kind of, he was a really good prospect. Now he's doing really well. It's finally translated from is Josh Bell. Bro, Pirates. another 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 guy on my fantasy team. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. He but has hey, around world. fifty points in five games this week. But anyway, back in the real world, three oh eight with twenty seven bombs. So <laughs> wait, also more importantly, guy's got eighty four RBIs already. Yeah, that's insane. That's that's if the Pirates can spin it around, he's going to be the face of it all. He's going to yeah. be what Andrew McCutcheon was at like the beginning of the decade, you know? Yeah, he, he's sick. I, I love watching him play. Mm-hmm. He is, he's really good, and he's got I a, worked the other note. Every time I looked up, he hit a home run. Also, and this is a lost start, I think, but Josh Bell is a switch hitter. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's kind of crazy. I got thinking about it the other day. Switch hitting is not easy. And to be that good of a player and switch yeah. hit, just be like, oh, I'll stand up from the left side, hit a home run. Oh, you want me to go from the right side and hit a home run? Okay. Yeah. Off a 95-mile-per-hour fastball? Sure. That's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's sick. That's absolutely insane. All, All right. right. So, we touched on Alonzo. Mike Moustakis. Mike Moustakis. Here's, all right. Here's my beef with Moustakis. Not beef, but, like, beef with baseball about Moustakis. This guy, for the past two off-seasons has had to wait so long to get a free agent deal. And it's he, this guy should have not settled on a one-year deal this year. He's a much better player than that. Yeah. Change my mind. Well, offseason was just – I was disappointed by this offseason this well, year. This is the second offseason in a row that Moustakas has had to wait basically until spring training to get a job. And yeah. he's gotten so underpaid. And he's one of the best players, in my opinion. Most underrated players, in my opinion. I agree. And also, this guy moved from third base to second base. How often do you hear of that happening? Especially of a guy like Mustakis, who's a yeah. bigger, burly guy. He's a big, he's a big second baseman. But you know what? He's doing he's doing a good job. And yeah. I honestly really hope this offseason, when he goes back into the free agent market, he gets himself like a three year deal. I agree. I really hope. I really hope that's something that happens to him. <sighs> What do you want to dive into next? I want to dive into Cattell Marte a little bit on the Diamondbacks because he's someone, he was a hyped prospect and he was with the Mariners, got traded to the Diamondbacks, and you know he was a nice player to have. But this year, 312, 20 bombs on my fantasy team. Haha. <laughs> but uh, he's finally like breaking into his own. And it's really cool to see that. He's going to be a really good player, I think. And yeah, that's I agree. what the Diamondbacks need. So. All right, let's do a couple more. Listella. Tommy Listella. Oh my gosh! I remember watching this guy play for the Braves, and he another really another player on Pancakes Fantasy Team. Yes, but he's done for the year. Well, not done for the year, but he's done till mid September because he's on the IL. So I'm probably gonna cut him now. But I hate to see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he's had a great year. He's hitting 300. He the powers kind of come out of nowhere. Like, he yeah. never was a power hitter. His scouting report always was, was that he's a slap hitter. He'll get on base. He's a good, like, fourth infield reserve guy, you know. 
but they gave him a starting job and he's done great things for the angels. Yeah. All right. We touched on Ryu. Uh, mm-hmm. Couple more. Castillo. He's Luis doing really good. Yeah. Hey, Will, I wonder where he is in fantasy baseball. On my team. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And okay, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's pitching really well. 229 ERA. Oh, hey. <laughs> Jinx. Um, <laughs> you know, he's doing what he's going to be the face of the Reds for a while and, on the pitching side of things. Yeah. Ace. Mm. He's going to be really good. Uh, Mike Soroka is another guy. You I know agree. what? Here's the thing with Mike Soroka. He was pitching against the Mets one night, and they were talking about it. He's 21 years old. <laughs> he's our age. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Well, we're talking. Uh, hey. This, he's actually out there playing. <laughs> That's just literally what we're talking about, how the Braves have such a young team. Mm-hmm. Mike Soroka, 9-1, 2-4-2 ERA, 73 strikeouts. He could have more strikeouts, but, like, overall, he's pitching great. He's 21 years old. He's nine and one, and I wish I could still do that. It's sick. But here we He's are. Sick. But here we are, just sitting in rooms talking baseball. Yeah, We're not playing. We're not even oh. playing. Washed How's... up. Mm, yep. Old bones. Now we just play frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, how about some guys at the back end of the bullpen? Two guys that really stand out: uh, Kirby Yates and Aroldis Chapman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Yates to. F- I'll do Chapman. All right, yeah, Kirby Yates. He's he's gonna be a big talk at the trade deadline because he's on the Padres. But I don't know if they want to get rid of him though. I think they will because they can get stuff for him. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that, I think that's what's gonna happen. And and again, the Padres. It's not that they're not in it, but they're not. Send expecting. him to the Twins. Potentially, I. He'd be a good fit on the Twins, but I think. Kirby Yates is one of the more sought after relievers right now. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, definitely. He yeah. just went diamond in the show. So, he's got he two ERA. He's got 28 saves so far. He's been untouchable. So, he's having a great year. So, you dive into Chapman. What do you want to say about Chapman? He's on your team. What do you, not fantasy is, team, Yankees. So, what do you want to say? What do you well, want to he, say? He's, he's actually on my other fantasy team. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Chapman, I wasn't even paying attention, really. To his mm-hmm. numbers until like last week, and then I, I was watching his game and I looked up his numbers. He's under two ERA. Like, wow. didn't even know that. Mm. Two and one. I watched him pitch last night. Almost messed up. They mm. still got it. And it's funny what I've noticed about him. People are worried. Like, now, it, it's it's so funny to watch him pitch because first couple pitches, mm-hmm. not even. Like he's touching like 96, 97. And depending on the day, you could really tell because instead of 96, 97, it's like 97, 98. And by the time he finishes off the inning, he's pitching like over 100. So instead of Jordan Hicks, who's literally trying to throw and break the radar gun every single time, Tommy John surgery, Chapman's like controlled chaos, you know. He's learned to become controlled chaos. Yeah. Because he was a Jordan Hicks at one point. He just never was. (laughs) <laughs> he was. So those are some of the uh, top players. So let's just dive into some of the big moments of the first yeah, half. Yeah, bang these out. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, during spring training, it just seemed like everyone was signing an extension. <laughs> it literally seemed like every single person was signing an extension. Every day it felt like 
some player would sign a four-year deal with their team to stay even longer. It it was crazy. Yeah, I, like, I can't even. I couldn't name them all if I tried. And that's in response to the off season where guys just didn't get signed until like February. Yeah, everyone, just everyone get, wants to stay put. That's why I said it was so boring because like, well, all these Machado and Harper didn't sign till super late. Mm-hmm. That pissed me off. And also, if you remember back earlier in the offseason, the big thing was, where's JT Raymuto going to go? So that kind of held up the catching market for a while. Yeah. So I, th- I have some things I want to say on that, but we'll save that for another episode like in the winter. Because I have a big thing about free agency that I need to go off about, but that's not the time. Like This isn't the time. Winter time's time for that. I agree. But anyway, so season starts, and the Orioles aren't doing well, and Chris Davis isn't helping the cause. <laughs> Chris 0 for Davis. 54, was it? 0 for 54? Yeah, something like that. Something uh, horrible like that. Opens the year going 0 for 54. Like, at that point, like, you need to give up. <laughs> yeah. You need to it's, stop. it's just really sad. Really, you hate to see it, it. It gets to a point where you want him to get a hit, regardless yeah. of who he's playing all that stuff. And then he was on a nice streak for a little bit after that. He was. He, he got going a little bit, but now. He did. I don't know what his numbers are. I haven't looked him up, but I definitely feel like he's not doing too well. Yeah, and it was funny look, watching because the Yankees have played the Orioles actually a lot to open up the season, which I know that's another topic that we want to dive into. Um, but I, the Yankees announcers are roasting Chris Davis. They were like, it's just literally public knowledge that last year when he was doing as horrible as he was, did not want to change anything about his swing, didn't want to take coaching advice. Didn't want to change his approach. Just wanted to continue remain doing the same approach. So, like... He did it to himself. It's that simple. Yeah. It's hard It's hard to feel bad for a guy who literally didn't really care, you know? That, that's his problem. That's all on him. Yeah. All another right, so, big another big moment. CC 3,000 Ks. He also got a win number 250. So, he'll yeah. be in the Hall of Fame when he retires. Definitely. There's no doubt. Also, third lefty ever to get 3,000 strikeouts. Third African-American pitcher to have 3,000 strikeouts. He's in a very exclusive club. Yeah, I, I, I'm i really happy for him. Mm-hmm. He's, um, a, he's a good pitcher. You know, he's well-respected across the game. So, I'm happy for him, too. Yeah. So. Um, Robinson Cano, 2,500 hits. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert Pujols, 2,000 RBIs, Hall yeah. of Famer. Yep, 100%. Joey Gallo, this is funny. I remember making this post. He has hit 100 home runs before he hit 100 singles. I don't know if that's just impressive or, like, (laughs) I I don't really know. I think it's really cool, but, like, is it impressive that you hit more home runs than singles? Like, is that's really, that's honestly, wait, that's the stat that defines today's game. It does. That really does. That the emphasis on hitting home runs. That's today's game. Mm. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> that was that's actually that was actually kind of cool, not gonna lie. Good call. It's cool, but like that just that's the way the game's going today. Yeah. Um Edwin Encarnacion, four hundredth home run. Um I, I watch him strike out all the time. Um <laughs> Trevor Story, fastest shortstop to hundred home runs. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is honestly. 
Mm-hmm. Just power hitting shortstop. Hey, you want the next one? Oh, yeah. Pete Alonzo breaking the Mets rookie home run record in June. Yeah. In June. He beat Daryl Strawberry's record in June for most home runs by a rookie in a single season. Like, that proves to me right there that this kid's going to be something special. And also, I just want to get that out there. Get this out there now that it's not so much the pitchers haven't figured him out. I think this kid is truly going to be really good and can adjust to what the pitchers do. It's not yeah. some rookie like fluke thing that the pitchers don't know him yet. That's my opinion. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Bryce Harper, 200th home run, was his 1,000th hit. In the same at bat. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That, that is pretty cool. But uh, as we stated before, kind of underperforming mm-hmm. for the salary that he has. Yes, um, I fully agree. <laughs> fully agree. That's a that's a whole new episode that just pisses me off a little bit to know that somebody's getting paid that much money. But like new new place, mm-hmm. new new fans. Like I I don't want to make excuses for him because he's a baseball player who gets paid that much money to do that. Exactly. But but I don't. I also don't want to hate him either because he's playing and I'm not. So that's true. That's true. Um, you want the next one? Uh, yeah, we had. Three guys hit 2,500 strikeouts. We had Felix Hernandez, Zach Granke, and Cole Hamels all get to that milestone. So, Will, I got a question for you. Yeah. Are any of those three Hall of Famers? Honestly, maybe Zach Granke. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Felix Hernandez, last couple of years, really hasn't been too hot. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's the only thing that's hindering my, like, thought on him being a Hall of Famer right now is mm-hmm. last few years have really tanked. But early in his career, no no doubt, if you ask me then, you know. If the Mariners had a winning team. That too. When he was dominant, he I really think that he would be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Granky, I'm on the fence about because he's a – he's – a top tier pitcher, but he's always been overshadowed. Like when he was having his best years in LA, he had Kershaw over right. him. It was unbelievable. And then Cole Hamels, I think, kind of has a realistic shot. He's he's hit or miss, I think. Yeah. But yeah, those are some of the milestones. And then this next thing I totally forgot happened. Mike Fires threw a no hitter. It's the only no hitter <laughs> so far this year. I forgot this happened. Six Ks, two walks, 131 pitches. Became the second no hitter. <laughs> yeah, thirty fifth pitcher to throw multiple no hitters, and also this was the three hundredth no hitter in Major League Baseball history. Mike Fires, of all people. Mike Fires, like, I guess he really fired the ball that night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <Anyway>. Wow, <laughs> I, I actually just picked up on what you said. That's actually it really took you sick. that long. It take me that long. Uh, wow, long day, long day. Um, comedy. Now, next thing we're gonna try. Oh, here we go. Edwin, promise, promise. This is we don't have this written down. Edwin Jackson hit his record-setting 14th different team that he's played on in the major leagues. I'm gonna type it in right now. Yeah, you you look them up, and I'm gonna try and name them all. He is. All I'm typing in right. All Edwin. I should have typed it in before. You let me know when you're ready, and I'll try and start naming. 
Because I think I can get at least 10. All right, let's go. Let's hear it. All right. I'm on the spot right now. All right. You do in order. I can do an order up to a certain point. Okay, let's see. Let's see. All right. I'll. He started with the Dodgers. Yep. Got traded to the Devil Rays slash Rays. Yep. Went to the Tigers. Uh-huh. Went to the Diamondbacks. Yes. Went to the White Sox. Uh-huh. Went to the Cardinals. Yep. Went to the Nationals. Yeah. Went to the Cubs. Yep. All right, that's where I lose it after that because, like, I got, the, the, like, timeline-wise, that's where I lose it. Now I'm just going right. to start winning teams. Yes. So I have eight right now. He's with the Blue Jays, so that's that's one. Yep. Pitch for the A's, that's ten. Yep. Marlins? Yep. You got three more. Orioles? Yes. Okay. Two, two more. more. Padres? Yes, one more. Now I'm really stuck. Hmm. I really got to think this one through. You ready? Give it to me. Braves. Wow. I I honestly would have not guessed the Braves. Yeah. He kind of went backwards, too, which is kind of funny. But When did he pitch for the Braves? Um, that's a great question. Because I don't remember him pitching for the Braves. Baseball reference. Wow, this is going to be a long list. Yeah, 14 teams. 2015. 2015. Wow. He was also, he was also a Cub that year, too. Mm. Yeah, traded. Wow. All right. Now I can think of the trade that he was in. Now that I think about it, Vizcaino got sent to the Cubs. Yeah, I can. I I vaguely remember this now. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> we touched on this. Adley Rutschman, first overall. Mm. Gonna be sick. Yeah. He's gonna Hopefully. be really good. Uh, Something for Pickett. Orioles fans to look forward to. Oh, yeah, he's a switch-hitting catcher. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. got taken second overall by the Royals. He's going to be really good. He got a very big signing bonus. Yeah, so did Richmond. I just want to touch on the steal of the draft, in my opinion. In the third round, and I made a post about this too, the Mets got the best high school pitcher who was supposed to be taken, like, 10th or 11th overall. Because yeah, which is everyone, crazy. Thought, everyone thought he was going to commit to, uh, I believe it was Florida he was supposed to go to, Matthew yeah. Allen. The Mets got him in the third round, so wow. that's a that's a big steal to be ranked tenth or eleventh in the draft and then go eighty something overall. Like, that's a steal. That is a steal. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, now this next one, interesting. Oh, I'm I'm excited for this one. <laughs> Actually, as we're talking about this right now, so the Rays put in and got approved to start playing games in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Now, I just saw today the Nationals are wearing Montreal Expos okay. jersey. Okay. Here, I have some things I want to say about this, and I'll keep it short because I know that we've already been talking for a while. Yeah. It's, the, the Expos history has no place in Washington. 
I get that it's the same franchise and all, but it's a completely different team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's completely different. It's like Which, it's like if it's like if the Texas Rangers decide to have Washington Senator night. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. If they're two very different franchises. I don't I love seeing the jerseys like the, though, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, the jerseys are great. Love it. The the powder blues from the eighties, I love it. Huh. But like I don't think the Nationals should be doing what they're doing. Yeah. That's um, just my opinion. I made it as short as I could. But, you know, the, getting baseball back into Montreal is really big because they want baseball up there. And not going to lie, even though the Rays are playing well, they don't have the fan support. You know, and Trop kind of field sucks. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. The Rays are locked up with the Trop until, like, 2027, unless they work themselves out of that deal. Well, in this... Unless they work it out or just really try to, which I know won't happen, but if they try to fix it up. But already two times this year, the power's gone out. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Trop's not a good ballpark. It's that simple. And then there's always there's always been the issues with hitting the top mm-hmm. of the dome. Yeah. So, like, it's time. It's it, time. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Yeah. Um, oh, one however, who holds? One of the best feel-good stories of the first half. Honestly, I I loved watching that. Every at-bat he got, he got a standing ovation. When he hit the home run, can you imagine hitting a home run and literally, literally every single person in the stadium cheering for you? As a visiting player. As a visiting player. That's that's crazy. Like, that just goes to show how well-respected he actually is. And honestly, he's... The the best hitter of our generation. I'll say it flat out. Best hitter yeah. of our generation. Overall, yeah. Overall, yeah. I I firmly like stand behind that. And it was really cool to see him go back to St. Louis for the first time in eight years and get the reception that he got. I agree. It was really cool. So, <laughs> next. Huh. So, I had Frankie Montas on my fantasy team, and then he Feels got suspended for steroids. <laughs> wow. And I wonder why with the 9-2 record, 270 ERA, 97 Ks. I want... he, was, he was pitching so well for the A's, and he was really the only A's good pitcher. And then, I wonder why. Sure enough. Sure enough. But uh, let's go into something that uh, I know you have a hot take on. Happened a you couple know, weeks ago. Coming from a Yankees fan, mm-hmm. the London series was an absolute joke. To, to any baseball fan, the London series was a joke. And, like, yeah, it was cool watching the Yankees put up all the runs that they did and get all those hits in mm-hmm. two games. But as a, it wasn't even enjoyable to watch. It was solely for promotional purposes. That's Which, why there were so many runs that, you know, the baseball... 30 runs in the first game? Are you kidding me? Like, that's a football score. That's not a baseball score. I remember I was talking about you about this, especially with that first game where they got so many runs. At some point, like it's not a good idea to do that because fans are sitting in the stadium for five hours. You know, those were long games. You know, the commissioner's so big on wanting to make the games quick and stuff, but at the same time, like you can't be juicing baseballs and doing that. Yeah, I agree. It was it was just like I I was sitting at my sister's graduation mm -hmm. for that first game. On Saturday, I think it was. And I come out of the game. 
I come out of the graduation, and the game's in like the fourth inning still. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, and it's, then I was able to go back to the party uh, hours later and watch the end of the game. That's just, it was insane. I, I've never seen that, and like it just and and the thing that kind of stood out to me too, mm-hmm. like the, the the Yankees home run streak. Yeah, they put up a lot of runs on Sunday, and they only hit one home run. So it wasn't even like oh, it was a short ballpark because it was three eighty five to center. It was mm-hmm. just horrible, horrible pitching. Horrible yeah, pitching. and also baseballs may have been juiced, but that's that's not getting into that right now. It's, it's not. Well, let's look into the future a little bit. Yeah. So home run derby Monday night. I'm excited, man. I'm really, I'm really excited, but uh, I wish my boy. I, I do wish Luke Voigt. I listen to CC's podcast all the time. I mean, I had Luke Voigt on. Luke, Luke Voigt was just completely dead honest. He was like, "I want it so bad," mm-hmm. but now he's hurt. Obviously, not doing it. Yeah. Um, but I'm still really excited. I. It's gonna be really fun to watch. Who is your winner? To be honest, I want to see Josh Bell do it. I think Josh Bell can do it. I think it's either going to be him or Yelich that wins it. Because yep. here, here's why. I really thought about the song in hard today. It, first off, the home run derby, you can't be hitting these, these high fly balls because you have to wait until the ball lands to get the next pitch thrown. Yeah. That automatically eliminates a guy like a Pete Alonso because he hits these skyscrapers, which yeah. cool to watch, but... That eliminates guys that hit these powering moonshots. And also, if you look at how progressive field is set up, which is where the All-Star is going to be this All-Star game is going to be this year in Cleveland, that ballpark favors left-handed hitters more because you have the big wall in left field. So yeah, this is funny. So Josh Bell hitting from the left side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I if he was smart, he'd hit from the left side. Yeah. Because it's it plays better to his just because the wall is shorter, you don't have to. You can hit the line drives and then get that to land, get the next pitch thrown instead of hitting a high fly bomb. You know, yeah. That's what I think about that anyway. Um, I I do think Yelich or Bell. It's gonna come. A lefty's gonna win it. I'll put it that way. You gotta cheer for your boy Alonzo though. Oh, absolutely. I'm absolutely rooting for Alonzo. As a Met fan, I want him to win. But as a realistic baseball fan, I don't see that being the most logical answer. Yeah. Like, I want to see him win as a Met fan. I want to see him go into the final round and kick ass, but practicality, I mean, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. All right. So all-star game. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, that's Tuesday. All-star game. It is Tuesday. I was was scheduled off, which is kind of cool. So I can watch the whole game, but this is something that I've been wanting to talk about so bad. Boy. First and, off, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this new way of voting this year. I, I'm kind of torn on it. I don't because it's the first time. I don't really have a set opinion. So like, this, this is this is my opinion on it. I'm not opposed to doing it the way that they did it, where they have the final vote. Or they have, like, the primary vote and then the starter vote. I kind of yeah. like that. I like that, too. But 
if you're going to do that, you got to somehow incorporate the guys who just came in second place or third place also into the like reserve rosters, which I know are picked by the coaches. And the, like, players. the players vote for them too. Right. With that in mind. But kind of you following what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying because you feel that Gliber should have been part of the original team. I understand that. Yes. I fully understand what you're talking about. But here's and this is how it's always been. The fans vote the starting lineup. Players and coaches vote the reserves. And I think that personally, I think that's fair. Yeah. And listen, I have my beef with how fans vote for the All-Star game. I'll get into that like after we talk about this. Yeah. But I do agree with you that Flyber should have been on the original team. I do agree with you in that regard, but I know you're much more passionate about it. So I'll let well, you now, now at least he's on it. And I saw Tanaka was named on it too today. But Kleiber, third time's a charm, I guess. He wasn't a starter, which is fine. I wasn't expecting him to be a starter. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a starter. I was like, he's got to be a reserve then. Yeah. He wasn't named a reserve. Wasn't named as a backup guy after they took some guys out who were hurt. And then finally, after another guy got hurt, he was named an all-star. Well, now question for you, Will. Do you agree that every team should have a representative? Yes. Okay. I, I wanted to make sure because I haven't asked you that. And I want to make sure. I do sure agree that. every team should have a representative. Okay. 100%. Because that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you got the Orioles. And we, I remember talking about this the other day. I, th- I think it was the Orioles that we were talking about. Who means, right? Yeah, John means. He's having, he's having a, he's having a good deal. Who was who it then we were talking about? Then he's having a, oh, it was from the Marlins then. Yeah, Sandy Alcantara. He's having a mediocre year. Mm-hmm. He's an all star because every team has to have representation. Yeah. That I don't know if I agree with. If your team sucks, then your team sucks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool that every team is represented. But at the same time, that shouldn't, like, I understand every team has to be represented, so some guys, because every team has to be represented, won't make it. Mm-hmm. But There's even then, teams. like, I don't know. I, I was just, I was really mad when Gliber was not named a reserve or a fill-in right off the bat. See, here's my beef with the all-star voting. I've, I've told you this a number of times. I don't like how the fan voting picks the popular player. I don't like, like I don't like how Aaron Judge missed most of the year and still got so far up in the all-star voting. He came in, he came in fourth like place that. in the voting. That, that pisses me off so much because he barely played the first half. Well, I completely because agree with you. I'm name. a huge Yankee fan. I completely agree well, with you. You shouldn't have been an all-star. Yeah, like th- there's if he got picked to be in the starting lineup, I know I wouldn't be the only one having a big problem with it in baseball. Yeah, it's yeah just And he wasn't named reserve, and he shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I guess that kind of contradicts my point of saying whoever the runner-ups are should have been in it. I guess that you know what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah, different s- situations. So, um, you have any uh, all-star snubs? I know you have one. Flyber. 
Well, I mean, Gliber's on the team though. Well, no, he was snubbed. Who who was I? Who was I saying? You literally talked about him during the home run derby. You've talked to me about him before. Is your memory this bad? Dude, it's been a really long day. I'll give you a hint. Luke Voigt. <laughs> ah, okay. I I'm mean... Just... Oh, wow. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, see, he came to my mind when you said that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he got hurt in the London series, I knew for a fact he wasn't going to be in the All-Star team. That's fair. That's fair. For a fact. And if he was still playing and if he wasn't hurt and he wasn't named i would have had a serious problem mm-hmm. but because he was hurt i understand yeah i think he should have been possibly a starter possibly i santana has better numbers and it's also his right. home ballpark right so that makes sense yeah but as soon as he got hurt in the london series i knew that was it mm. Which sucks. It really sucks because I really, really like Luke Voigt. Mm-hmm. Like all of baseball, just just his story alone, being on the Cardinals, never given a chance. Really, he was ever. given a chance. He just never performed. Never performed. But if you, even if you look at his stats from last year when he was on the car, he got maybe fifty at bats. Like he he had his chances, but they gave him a really small window. Which makes sense though, because but sucked on the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't finding himself. Yankees trade for him, and he's sick. Yeah, he's pretty he, good. He performed really, really well when he came over, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, he's gonna have to compete against Reg Bird next year. He's not gonna hold up what he's doing." Reg Bird is made of glass, so he's horrible. I'm I'm so done with Greg Bird. I I, I, I feel bad for the guy. I really I, I feel bad for the guy just because every single year he does so good in the in the uh, spring training. Wow, long day. He does so good in spring training. Everyone's like, ah, oh, he's gonna be so good. He's the next big thing. Never. Hmm. 2017 playoffs. He was sick. At least he but, had one claim to fame. Yeah. But I got a home run off uh, Andrew Miller. I I still look that up all the time because it hey, gives me chills every single time. Save it for the focus episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save that for the focus episode because I got a couple snubs here for you. That yeah, that's it. I mean, this one is the only one that I fully understand why he isn't there. But Fernando Tatis Jr. I think should be there. And listen, I understand yeah. why he's not. He's only played fifty three games. He was hurt, but. Yeah. He's hitting 328. He's got 12 bombs and 200 at bats. I mean, you yeah, want to promote the game's best players. Yeah. But the, I mean, I'm I understand. Really surprised he's not there. But um, Rafael Devers isn't there. He's fifth in batting in yeah. the majors. Which is actually Max, kind of funny because Alex Cora is the coach. You would have thought, but. Yeah. Uh, Max Kepler, he's got 21 home runs for the Twins. He's leading the Twins home run parade. He's not there. He's not there. Wow. The Dodgers rookie outfielder sensation, Alex Verdugo, he's hitting 300. He's not there. Wow. And then Brewers pitcher Brennan Woodruff, 10-3. He's not there. 10-3. On my but fantasy team. To uh-huh. be honest, though, mm-hmm. the NL pitching staff is it's, scary. <laughs> this is the first, I told you this when they announced the rosters. This is the first time I'm looking at the NL roster, and I'm like, 
wow, this is a really filthy team. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna let's just do one more thing before we go here. Let's look into the second half. What teams do you think could make a run? What team? What's the team to watch? Or the team in the AL, team in the NL to watch? In your opinion, AL. What do you? Th- who do you think it is in the AL? The team to watch. I don't know, man. I guess I guess the Rays. The Rays. Uh, just because yeah. they have the pieces there, and they were scary last year. They got mm-hmm. snubbed just because the Yankees and the Red Sox were battling for one and two. Mm-hmm. And then the Athletics were doing really well too. But okay. the Rays were scary. They finished with what, like, close to ninety wins or at ninety wins. I believe so believe they were close yeah which is a really good i think they had the same amount or more wins than the indians did who won the al central Mm -hmm. yes i remember that being a thing yeah so i i guess maybe the we talked about the indians possibly trying to make a run they they need a lot though they need a they need a big batter too in that lineup but i i think there's more teams to look out for in the nl than there is in the al it's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that makes sense. See, in the AL, I'm kind of with you on the race, but if the A's get a starting pitcher, that's the team. Yep. The A's get a starter. But the NL, there's a lot more. Playing play where, where the athletics play is just it's a pitcher's whole other animal. Pitcher's paradise. But also, freaking the Coliseum in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. That's scary, dude. It is scary. As an opposing player, I don't want to go in there because the A's fans get loud. Yeah. But in the NL, I I mentioned earlier that I really like the Reds and that that's a team that can make a run. But yeah. I the think, Diamondbacks, are, Diamondbacks are another team that I really want to watch out for. I think Reds is number one for me who's going to be the team to watch. If the Reds – see, the thing with the Reds was that what, what do they really need? Because they, they have an okay ballpen. They have okay pitchers. They have a very powerful home run hitting lineup for that ballpark, that the small bar, ballpark that they have. So, like, really, it's a matter of what do they need, you know? Yeah. That's what it's going to come down to for the Reds. But we'll see. A lot of things can change within the next few weeks with the trade deadline coming up. A lot of things can change. So, it's going it's to be fun to watch. <laughs> you want to laugh? Oh, I want to laugh. You know who just won the game for the race? Who? Travis Darno. You mean Trash Darno? When he was with the Mets, he was Trash Darno. He just hit a walk-off home run for the Rays against the Yankees. Trash Darno. Well, that's, I guess that's a fitting way to end this episode. <laughs> yep, that's our, that's our first half recap. And <laughs> Travis Darno getting a walk-off. Against Chad Green, who I was saying I hate seeing open games. He's finally pitching in the bullpen, and then... See, real quick, okay? If David Hale didn't pitch and didn't suck last night, they wouldn't have needed to call Chapman in, and then Chapman would have closed the game out. But you had to put throw you had to throw Chad Green because Chapman pitched last night and the night before, and then Trash Darno hits a walk off home run. Feels bad, but anyway, Love, uh, but anyway, that's. That's going to do it for us, I think. That you got, is. That you got is. out of your system, Will? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this was our first full episode, man. We did, we, did, we did a good job, I think. 
I think we did a good job, man. I'm really excited. Hopefully mm-hmm. you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. This is more analytical than every than anything. This um, is this is honestly kind of what you're gonna be getting from our episodes. Not nothing like this in depth, just because we were covering so much for this episode. We we, we want to make it like, or at least personally, I don't know if you've ever talked about this. Kinda I want to make it enjoyable for listeners, you know? Yes. We just gotta be ourselves. It's that simple. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah, coming we talk up... so much on the phone just about baseball all the time. Mm-hmm. Just, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, coming up this week during the All-Star break when baseball's going to be a little bit quiet, uh, you get to hear our first Focus episode. We do. And uh, we're going to dive into a topic that I know I really want to talk about. This was my first idea for a Focus episode, and it's the team that means the most to us. So, like, we pick... Like, obviously, I'm going to do a Mets team. He's going to do a Yankee team. We pick them from one year, and we just tell about that year. Team that we're really passionate about. And I'm really excited to share this with you guys. Yeah, I'm going to share my experiences with the uh, 2015 Mets. That was the year they went to the World Series. That was a big year for me. I remember it really well. So I'm I'm really excited to get talking about that. So Yeah, and I'm going to talk about the 2017 Yankees. Mm -hmm. That's That was a great year. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that at some point this coming week. And uh, thank you for listening again. Again, please, please, at the Oni Boys on Instagram, let us know what you think. Give us a follow. Let us know. We want to make this better. So Yes, we do. Yeah, I think think that'll just about do it for us. I will. I will. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.